Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Welcome to the Cannamom Show. Are you interested in hearing great cannabis stories told by real cannabis moms? This is the show for you. I'm Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney, mother of two, and I'm talking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. Today, I'm in studio with my co-host, and Canna sister, Amy Searles. Hey there. Hey, Amy. Hey, And we'll be talking with our guest, founder of Jenny's Baked at Home, based in Brooklyn, New York. She's an entrepreneur, tennis player, and mom of three. Her cannabis story, in- oh, <laughs> wow. her, can- her cannabis story <laughs> includes illness and setbacks and a focused persistence that carried her to this moment, where she is what I would consider a cannabis she entrepreneur hero. I love that. <laughs> we'll be talking about her journey from furniture visionary to cannabis entrepreneur and what her advice is for finding your place in the emerging cannabis industry. And of course, we'll be dishing about how she uses cannabis to live her best life. Welcome, Jenny Argy. Yay. <laughs> hey, I was okay with a uh, tennis player. We're going to stop right there. <laughs> So, it's so really you, awesome to be with you guys. Thank so you, Joyce and Amy. So Amy's actually a Brooklynite. I sure am. Nice. Yeah, I grew up in, in Brooklyn. In the house. Yeah, Brooklyn in the house. <laughs> I, I grew up in Mill Basin. No one's ever heard of it, so it's not like the impressive parts of Brooklyn that everyone's you know excited to live in these days, like where you are. The cool parts. The cool parts. But isn't that amazing that there are actually parts of Brooklyn that people don't know? That's how big it is. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It's a world. It's huge, just like cannabis. So, <laughs> right? that's right. <laughs> On track. <laughs> On track. So, um, that was our quick talk check-in. Yep, yep. So, actually, Jenny, um, as I said, she has her business of Jenny's Baked at Home, and these are some of the products she sent me, which are great. The oil, which I've been using on my salad pretty much every night, and this ginger hey. tincture, which Amy has now taken from me. Yes. But I am showing it on air because... <laughs> We have it, and we love it. I love it. I love a tincture. Um, so we're going to be talking uh, yeah. today. You have a pretty big cannabis story. It goes from furniture, business, divorce, illness, renewal, modern furniture. Whoa. And it's all break- based in Brooklyn, and it started on 9-11, right? Oh, my goodness. 
sure. I guess we could go back. We could go back to 1970, but yeah. We can do quick. Let's, we can go from modern furniture to um, to maybe to, up to, you know, a quick overview of the modern furniture, your kids, and then maybe go into how you got into cannabis. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think especially for people that want to know about the business aspect of cannabis. and Oh, absolutely. And women in, yeah, and women in cannabis. And um, I do a lot of speaking throughout the country, and one of the questions that I get asked the most is, how to enter the space. Mm. So maybe we'll, yeah. So oh, maybe that, we'll start a, from we're, that. We're going to round up to that. That's actually like, my, that's my goal. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so if, and, and one of the things I tell, um, in the beginning, women were championing uh, cannabis um, five or six years ago when we were sort of new to the scene um, and, and pushing through the illegalization um, and the and the gray zones, um, we were the risk takers, and now it's really becoming a lot more focused around um, money. And now now the suits are coming in. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I really try to tell, especially women, is really uh, look for what your what your talent is. If that's um, accounting or that's law or uh, you know in, in, anything, uh, it could be packaging design, anything of that nature. It's an easy segue into the cannabis space. It doesn't have to touch the plant. It can definitely be ancillary. But, um, but even more than that, it can just simply be that this industry is so new. There's so many opportunities to come into it because we need smart, uh, organized women who can help us navigate every single aspect of the business. So I started... Uh, in 2002, I had graduated from graduate school. I moved to New York on 9-11. And wow. um, yeah, I didn't, know, didn't <laughs> yeah. know what I was going to do. I was an artist, but at the same time was an entrepreneur. And, um, and I, I definitely felt, the, obviously, the economy took a big hit at that point. So, and I was getting a little bit older. And mm-hmm. even though my husband at the time was back in a five-year program, he decided to go back to school for architecture and we were in a five-year program I needed to start thinking about having children um, and I just looked around and I really didn't see um, kind of anything that I would want in, in New York and especially Amy you know in, in Brooklyn it's we have you know space is a commodity mm. and um, totally. and so you know if you're going to bring in a piece of furniture especially you know some sort of kids furniture it'd be nice to have it look decent in your small space and, and, and to integrate a little bit more than a, you know, pink or blue obnoxious piece of furniture. <laughs> exactly. And you got to so, so, so buy you, it all the time. So I said I had to start designing yeah. green and organic modern children's furniture. Um, and, you know, little beknownst to me, there was really nothing on the market being done like it. Which seems mm-hmm. unbelievable other people right had now. the same ideas, so we kind of created this mini mod movement. I love exactly. that. Mini mod Mini mod, yeah, <laughs> mini mod movement, and um, but at, you know at the same time I was really thinking green and organic, and so I started I, my the industry moved really fast on me, and uh, before you know it I had to start outsourcing because of the demand um, to to China and then Vietnam, but I um, I started sourcing green and organic in, in China, which at the time really wasn't thought of, so I was looking at E zero from out of high free plywood that was uh, sustainable. Um, and also biodegradable faster. So uh, at that point, um, it took off, and I, I started developing all sorts of everything from cribs to youth collections. My kids got older. They dictated my designs. And, <laughs> this um, is a mom and, finding and she that, needed something. I, yes. yes. Yeah, she needed something, and she made it. Just 
That's what we do. Yes, we love that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, out of necessity. Yeah. Um, which kind of, uh, then I'll just sort of, I'll just jump really fast into, um, I got divorced, um, had a pretty rough di- divorce, and uh, most people, I've never, you know, maybe one out of 10 people say the divorce is good. Oh, yeah. Um, Not but, easy. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so that happened. I um, started to pull myself back together, and then um, I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. So that, that was and, a story. That's a story in itself, Adam, right? That was like 2014, 2015? Yeah, five years ago. And you, th- um, and you said you had, a connection, you had a connection to some music people. <laughs> was that a... We had, when Say we had, it again? When we had talked on the phone, you said there was some kind of connection to Michael Stipes or Radiohead. What was that? Was that a story? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I, I like the way you call these nuggets out. This is amazing. I do so many podcasts that never get this. Sort of oh, the juice. You know, this is the juice. <laughs> so um, it was, um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of women have their sort of, even though we're in a modern world, we saw these sort of archaic stories of being told we have cancer um, and I was asked to come after hours to the office I showed up to the doctor's office it was dark uh, the receptionist was packing up to leave and I was put into a room by myself Ugh, and the shameful. doctor walked by and stuck his head in and, and declared that he needed to speak with me um, mm-hmm. as if I had been sent to the principal's oh, office I know. this sounds horrible and so, and so he came in and um, he told me that I had stage two breast cancer Ugh. and it was moving. And uh, oh. But the good news, the silver lining was if I wanted to get a um, mastectomy or a double mastectomy that I could always opt for a tummy tuck. Um, <laughs> and you, and you, I, you I had that, that surgery. That from my stomach, but no, oh. no, I have just come out of a really bad divorce, so I can... Uh, my mother's the opposite, but when I get a little depressed or depressed at all, I, I don't eat, I don't have an appetite. So I was I was down to mm. what I weighed in high school at this point, and I kept thinking, well, where on earth are you going? What kind of fat are you going? Where are you going to get it from? I know that's um, terrible but, advice, especially it's, not all women <laughs> are the same. Look, oh that's God. not the case today. I mean, I have plenty to move. If anybody <laughs> wants any, I can share. Yeah, but um. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> so at the time that wasn't the case, mm. um, and but I had uh, was dating a gentleman who was very good friends with the drummer of Radiohead, mm. um, and was invited to go to a concert, but not just to the to um, to see the show in in NYC, but to um, to have really good seats and, and go backstage afterwards. Wow. Um, and so, That's great. And so as I'm, yeah, so I'm sitting there, I, I have to finish. I have to pull myself together. Which you did. You know, put, <laughs> yep. Wipe the tears from my face. And all I can think about are my three children, you know, yep. who's going to, who's going to take care of them if something happens to me. Mm-hmm. And so, so, but I have to, I have to soldier on and <laughs> get in the car, the Uber, and, you know, make it to um, Madison Square Garden to see Radiohead. And, um, <laughs> wow. So, you know, I had 50% of me wanted to go home, 50% of me said, I think it's the best thing to do right now. So I make it there and I sit down and, you know, the, my boyfriend at the time was incredibly loving and supportive and hugs and, mm-hmm. um, and his kid, two of his kids were there and everybody was really supportive. And then I look behind me and directly behind me is Michael Stipes and wow. next to two, two, 
<laughs> two seats next to him is Liv Tyler. Wow. And so <laughs> the day I'm diagnosed with breast cancer is the most bizarre day of my life. That is um, bizarre. You're right. <laughs> it's in it. I know. But then it got better oh. uh, because I, we went after stage. But we went after stage to the there was a there's a there's two after stage parties one for the rock stars and mm-hmm. two for the rock star family members and so so one tame one untamed um <laughs> right. so we went to the tame one and in walks Jesse from breaking bad oh cool and and, uh, and he's <laughs> apparently in the wrong after he's oh, yeah. party. after backstage party yeah he doesn't he want to be in the family the untamed one yeah and um Family's and he kind of walks up to our our table and i you know looked up and i think i just said hi jesse and that was a, <laughs> <laughs> that was the extent of it so, so what now a great experience. further i set out you know the next couple of weeks to start looking for an alternative to pharmaceuticals, especially any kind of opiates, because yeah. when I was younger, I was a skier, and I blew my knee out, my ACL <clears throat> snapped, and Ugh. I had a reconstruction done, and discovered that I was allergic to morphine, and then I had, you know, when I was when we were all younger, we had our wisdom teeth out, or some of us, and I discovered I was allergic to opiates of, of wow. all kinds, and I would throw up violently. So oh, I needed scary. to find something as an alternative, and I clearly wasn't going to count on this doctor. No. Um, so um, I, I researched, and I, I thought, you know, THC would be a great alternative. I just had to figure out how to use it differently than the last time I had had an edible and was dro- you know, drooling in the corner <laughs> of the room. Um, yep. So, so I, know, I said, there's, you know, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be levels. Of right. this in, yes. intake and THC, I didn't want to smoke it, right? And I wanted to eat it, and I started looking into the history of cannabis. And I know. Really once, once, you start, once you start, once you start looking into the history, right? with. But once you start looking into the history, isn't it sort of shocking that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I all all add political that. And, <laughs> and economics. We, it's only been illegal really for a hundred years. Exactly. Um, exactly. Off and on throughout history, you know, there was a Chinese. Uh, period where they they deemed it um, illegal because it was uh, making the youth disrespect the elders. That's um, funny. So, so the time has been it's just been ludicrous of what you know how that they've uh, you know taken taken a stance on it. But so right. So had you already been yeah. so had you been in treatment at this point, or were you just starting your treatment, or what were you doing when you were hadn't hadn't gone in treatment okay. at all. Okay. All right. So, and, and, you know, obviously it should have, would have, could have kind of thing. Um, I don't want to really say, but I, if I did say it, I think that I would have really delved more into cannabis as, as, a, as a treatment for myself. Mm. You know, not to say to your, mm. your listeners at all that this, I mean, you know, definitely modern medicine is fantastic and it's great and I promote most of it. And, right. But I, I, I think that cannabis has so many attributes to healing and our body being in a cannabinoid system, exactly. we're just discovering how to work with it. And there's so many cannabinoids we haven't even discovered. I know, it's amazing. Um, let alone the flavonoids and terpenes that we could we could start using. So so I so I set out to uh, kind of make a, a, a product that um, wasn't a gummy and wasn't a chocolate bar and wasn't filled with crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did a gluten-free baking mix and I knew I could digest well if I was feeling sick. And um, it was a brownie, but it was it was cacao chocolate, so it was you know an antioxidant 
And I was going to add more hemp protein to it to give myself, you know, a, 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 an energy boost instead of trying to like, think that I got to eat, you know, meat during this recovery process. Right. So it was really for, they had uh, recommended that I do a double mastectomy. Mm. Um, and there was talk of radiation and chemo. And I, I opted out of both radiation and chemo. Um, oh, wow. And, just did the, and I just did the double mastectomy. And that was... That was uh, my journey into THC. So actually, so Jenny, Amy has her own, can, own cancer story, so she's sort of amazed. She's making yeah. all these faces at me. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. Well, you know, I was stage one, and, you know, I went through, I did a bilateral mastectomy with the tummy tuck. I had plenty of fat. <laughs> <laughs> plenty. And, yeah, I didn't opt out of anything. I smoked a lot of weed the yeah. whole time. And I got my chemo, and it was, you know, it sucked. I didn't have to do radiation, though. That was great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I'm good. Yeah, I'm 10 years Good's out. I'm still on tamoxifen, Amazing. though. Which is, Congrats. oh, yeah. But the tamoxifen is the thing that kind I of hate pushed the you tamoxifen. on. That, that pushed you over the edge, right, Jenny? Or that was one of the medicines yeah. that worried your. So then, not right after all of that yeah. happened, um, started healing, and then they asked me to go on. Um, as Amy, as you know, they asked, they asked us to go on tamoxifen. 10 years now. For me, ten, ten years on tamoxifen. Yep, ten years. They increased it from five to ten. Okay, I'm in my ninth. Um, I'm in my ninth wow. ninth year. I have a okay a seven months left or something. Woo-hoo. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> doing your ten. Gonna have a party. Um, so, so well, you know a lot. And then I don't, I'm sure me. I don't know if you, I don't know if you did or not, but if you looked at the side effects of it, and and I think that's when it really started to scare me was things like. You know, uh, menopause. Yep. And instantly, yep. Throw my body into it, and, and things. I mean, I think maybe third or fourth down on the list was, you know, there were there are different levels of side effects to tamoxifen. There was level one, premenopause. Level two, you know, uh, hair will weaken and nails will weaken, and then it goes down. And then I think level four or five, there's cancer. Right. It's one of the side effects. I know. Isn't so, that crazy? The thing that's yeah, supposed to prevent it is, yeah. could cause it. I know. It's, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's tough. You know, we, we want to believe everything that's going on. And I'm sure there is an enormous amount of good in tamoxifen. But for me, I, I did, my path was one of that. Let me give it a try um, to see if I could perhaps not do the tamoxifen, and I started to research a lot of studies coming out of Israel at the time. Mm, Israel is a generation ahead. Yeah, and they were showing that high levels of CBD were discouraging cancer cells from adhering to mass. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, so I thought, okay, well, now that I've gotten over the THC, you know, fright of of, uh, taking too many milligrams in one sitting Mm -hmm. um, and figuring out how to microdose this, um, let me try CBD, and it was very new to the market. Um, and when you were so, when you were when you were doing yeah. this with yourself, I always find this amazing because there's so many stories like this: women who are sick, or their children are sick, and then they start using their own bodies, and their doctors may or not may or may not be supportive or understanding. So, how did your oncologist work with you or not work with you during this time? The the latter, the latter. not work okay. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, she it, it was Sloan Kettering and. They um, they are definitely an, an excellent inst- medical institution, n- no doubt. Saved mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. Um, major kudos. 
thought uh, cannabis in on the East Coast and 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 the, all the great work that you guys are doing um, is bringing light to East Coast people, which you know we're a whole we're another country than West Coast. It's we, so true. We are. I mean, this is a really big country. We're two totally different culturally. Yes. Perspective people. We we have a complete different mm-hmm. different angle on things. Yes. And so what was happening in California in cannabis and in in Colorado very different than New York. Um, And New Yorkers are a lot less trusting. Mm. And um, so I started saying, hey, you know, I'm doing a lot of research on cannabis. What do you you think about me doing this, doing CBD? And I brought in a couple articles. And and she really had no interest whatsoever in even looking at the articles or so discussing she, So she wasn't them. even interested she in, like, hearing what you had she, to say. That's yeah. interesting. Because I have heard mixed stories about this. Sometimes people have – the doctors will actually engage with their patients and ask them for what they know. But I guess it's, in, well, it's, it's remember, a funny dilemma there. five in. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Five years ago in New York. Yeah, that's true. Now, now customers that call me with different conditions would definitely say, my doctors say, absolutely go for it. Oh, that's nice. It's like they've been so released. It's, it's, it's like they've been they've been and, like a key to open up this door, and you can go into it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. back then, and and I, and so I don't really blame. I think kind of blame it a West Coast East Coast thing. Yeah. I also blame the, obviously doctors and 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 you know these we they revere, I revere doctors and all of their education and their their ability to save lives and 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 um, and their dedication. But at the same time, they. Um, Sometimes you're only as good as the pharmaceutical companies allow them to be, mm. um, because wow. they're the ones who are giving them this this medication to help people and educate them. And you know, the yeah. lot of, what works for for one person that medication might not work for you know, hundred or two hundred of the other customers that mm-hmm. they put on them. So, 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 back, so back to you. So yeah. you're making your product. You're doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. You're experimenting. So, uh, yeah. so, so basically, my oncologist said uh, that. Um, that she had heard about it at the and again this was five years ago she had heard about cannabis and she didn't know much about uh, CBD but that um, I would probably outlive her or outlive my expectancy and prove her wrong um, and then the, she followed it up with that people text and drive so oh if my I goodness to, really basically saying if I wanted to be reckless talk about and, a false equivalent go ahead yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my so, god. All right, so so you did this. You figured, so that's, so anyway, that was my that, that was good. my support oh, for the medical community. Terrible um, was yeah, it was pr- pretty terrible. That is terrible. Um, however, my plastic surgeon in the end, not the one the surgery, but the one who did implants, she was young, a millennial, and she had mentioned a wonderful thing to me at some point in the process. She said, "Jenny, I just want you to know I'm really proud of what you're doing with the cannabis, um, and that when I was in medical school." They mentioned the endocannabinoid system once in the entire time I was in medical school. Yeah, I just I just found out about it recently, and only because she's working with me. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and but but it was discovered in the '90s. Our largest nervous system, right? There are receptors of really cannabinoid doctor. receptors, right? It's and mind we should blowing. Really be, obviously, pharmaceutical companies are not. They don't want to talk about it yet. Of course. So, and, it, and they do a lot of funding with medical schools, a lot of grants. And, and, lot, and, it, and it is yeah. the easiest way to explain why it is not alcohol to my friends who keep trying to equivocate it. When I say the endocannabinoid system, they do think I'm making it up, but it does give it a rationale as to why it is a very different substance with, that works with our body in a very different way. 
Yeah. So it's, it's important. So I tell know. people like a really simple way of thinking about it is thinking, and I'm, I'm not a sports person whatsoever, except for the, I love tennis. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can talk about it all day long. Ready to so maybe it's like a racket and a, and a tennis ball, um, but more of like a pitcher's mitt and, um, and, and, a, and a baseball. And receptors, when you throw that baseball into the mitt, it, it grabs it and catches it and uses it. And it uses it and it's in tandem. If you throw something at those receptors that don't fit and mesh with it, it simply bounces off or it paralyzes those receptors, like opiates. Mm. That's and so it, yeah. so it, it, it basically is sort of like a free radical in your body and doing damage while the cannabis is, is healing and working with your receptors to open up circulation and get oxygen in the parts of your body that you need it. And we've seen a lot of oxygen therapy that will help uh, cure diseases and, um, and, you know, obviously people can turn their lives around with yoga yep. and meditation and exercise. You know, body in motion, oh, totally. stays in motion. Yes. So that's what that's what what cannabis does to the endocannabinoid system. The big function it does is is an anti-inflammatory, and chronic inflammation is our death. Yep. So let's start using this in really responsible ways. Um, so, and at times, if you want to get wasted, then use it in irresponsible ways and just sit in a chair. But you're, <laughs> but you're using it in a very you're doing a very responsible. So can we talk about your the 2017 hemp pilot program you're involved with in Kentucky? Oh yeah, that's exciting. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm a I am an entrepreneur and I'm a scrappy entrepreneur and um, come from a family of entrepreneurs. So when I entered this space, I, I remember I, I well I don't think I, I told you, but when I started the last company, uh, it was called Argentine uh, and it's the Modern Furniture. I when I grew fast, I, I put myself on a plane and went over and started basically knocking on factory doors in China, which that was brave. a really like crazy thing to do for a white girl. I know that is and, brave. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, they were just here to hell you. So um, and then I uh, so that's what I kind of did. I, I I discovered that Kentucky was the first in the um, hemp pilot program. The hemp pilot program is this a research program and I'm con- and they and anybody in that program was considered a, a, a hemp uh, research partner and it's aligned with the universities usually it's in in, in cahoots or in in uh, in tandem with them and so if it's if it's Kentucky it would be the University of Louisville or University of Lexington and they would you would uh, give your research and they could give you the research back to you what and it's a, it's a way for the states to create a, a hemp program. Um, and it's, there's different hemp programs. There's industrial hemp, and then there's uh, CBD hemp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people, are, and I know most people are very confused by this, about the plant. What's what? Why do they call it hemp? Why do they call it CBD? Very confusing. So there's, yeah, <laughs> there's the marijuana plant. The marijuana plant grows at high THC levels. Right. And sort of and has been kind of uh, genetically uh, encouraged to grow those high C- THC levels, um, which is why cannabis, why, why weed is so much stronger today than it was in the 80s or 70s. Because when it grew like a weed, the cannabinoids grew at the same levels. And when they grew at the same levels, CBD was was a one-to-one with THC, and CBD is the wow. antidote to THC, so right. it keeps you from getting too high. Yeah. So, yeah, so so what the uh, hemp pilot program is is specifically high CBD plants, low THC plants. 
Got it. And, and that's, and that's and then, what, so those products, yeah. so the, the hemp infused olive oil that you'd sent me, that's awesome. So is, are you using the Kentucky hemp yet or is this a different uh, product that you're using for your product? Yeah, so they, they make, they, they make all, so I went down, I discovered that they, um, that I, I found a, a co-packer down there who's an, a gr- grower and um, does cooperatives with farms in Kentucky and he also is an extractor and he can make my finished products. So I started infusing everyday products, um, which was one of the reasons I didn't go into Moxman was I could bring it in to my kitchen and to my bathroom and to my bedroom, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And so it was coconut oil that was infused. But then I started studying a little bit more about functional medicine and whole plant perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've got the ginger tincture, because right. that's really good as an antioxidant, opens up circulation great for digestive purposes and these are full, and and these are full, these are full spectrum right these are not full spectrum means 0.03 so that's what i was i was right. talking about with the high cbd right. low thc plants we grow mm-hmm. but it's not an isolate it's a part of right that's called a distillate Distillate. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. when it's i'm learning i'm learning form <laughs> when it's an isolate it's a powder form oh, and okay. that's usually when you take away when you dry it out you take away the thc but there's a new process now called a nano process where they uh, almost dehydrate the distillate and it can keep some of the THC properties. Ooh. Might be a little bit below 0.03, so it can still be full spectrum or broad spectrum. There's so much science to um, this. I know. It's it's hard to keep up. Yeah. yeah. But then I came <laughs> back from Kentucky in tw- uh, 2017 one time after breaking down everybody there and asking them questions, and they said, you know, lady, just go back to your state of New York, Aww. Yankee, and um, and you ask your agri- agriculture department could these questions. And so I did. And I came back and I called, and it happened to be that day that I called. They were uh, starting the hemp pilot program in New York. Wow. That's, that's luck. That is such that, luck. I applied and, and was I was granted the processing license in New York. So in <laughs> Let's Come talk, 2020, I'm setting up my own facility in New York. Oh, that's talk, wonderful. So let's talk about your, you talked about your, your cannabis superpower, that you know how to get stuff on shelves, that this is, so <laughs> what what's moving forward? What are your next steps? What's going on with your stuff? Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure it's so much shelves. I, so you guys, when I started five years ago, nobody knew about CBD. And I, my last customer and my last business was Walmart and to do a green and organic line for them. Wow. So I know, I, right? I'm very comfortable with the B2C, um, B2B market mm-hmm. um, and wholesale market. Mm-hmm. But this industry, especially after the last few years and everybody putting um, CBD on the shelves of the delis and the bodegas and the gas, gas stations. stations. Oh, the gas stations. <laughs> the gas stations. I know. Right? Where, where the hell do you get really good CBD? So I've almost dialed it back a little bit and thought I would much rather work with people like you guys who are reaching out to the customers and we're educating them and telling you how to buy it and why to buy it. I mean, I, I want you to buy, I want what you guys, what I gave you has um, no heavy metals because I test the soil that my 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 plants are grown in. Mm-hmm. I um, make sure that there's no pesticides and I do four or five layers of testing. Wow. And you need to know who you're buying from and why. And this is the I, message yeah, everyone has to hear. Study for myself. Yeah, you yeah. need to know where you're buying it from, who is growing it. This is a, it, it, it is frustrating to know that this is a great product and that it's going to get a bad reputation because 
it's hard to get a really good product because it's not regulated and you don't know what you're buying. So people listen to us. We're, we're introducing <laughs> you to good products. And I, I appreciate all of the testing yeah. and the no pesticides and the metals. I, I, wanted, I want it to be as clean as possible. Oh, Jenny? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're back to you. Sorry, sorry. All right. so, That's okay. So, so we still have a couple more minutes. Let's talk a little bit about um, uh, so about getting on the show, or what you're planning on doing, the processing center for 2020. Um, I mean, this is um, this is going to be an outdoor indoor grow. What is what are you doing? What are you working with? Yeah. So so 2020. So I um, I I kissed a lot of frogs um, with finding the right the right partners that would be aligned with me. Um, you know that the environment is changing, and I we started this podcast with talk, talking about how women were the nurturers and risk takers in this industry, some of the OG witches. But um, <laughs> but now it's really becoming uh, about big business and frightening. I'm sure big pharma and um, and and definitely you know money. Right. Um, so I've been approached by a lot of people to purchase my. You can't purchase in New York somebody's license, but you can um, partner with them. And some of the people that approached me were, I could tell, were probably lawyers of big pharma. Mm. Interesting. And it's, so yeah, and so New your York license is, one of the is very, very valuable. Difficult states to get licensed in. But you have, a, you have a very valuable asset there with the license. I do, yeah. and I, but I, I, I had to make sure that. Whoever partnered with me was in alignment with my my mission. Of course, um, and there were times that I would say, "Listen, maybe I can partner with you and help you with what you're looking for, and you can help me with my mission." And they would say, "No, we mm. just want to cannibalize your license, basically." Ugh. Yeah, and 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 it's it's kind of you know I, this is the this is a conversation that's not happening right now and. Obviously, they, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and yep. bad vaping and bad oh, this and bad that. And nobody's really talking about what's happening. This is a billion-dollar industry, and it's going to grow mm-hmm. more and more and more. And the more it does that, the more pharmaceuticals are going to lobby. to you know, so, Oh, totally. So, yeah, so I found a couple really great guys. Um, to, 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 one is a, um, a guy from North Carolina who uh, is in the um, paper industry. Um, and it's looking to sort of segue because of the digital digital age is kind of, you know, it definitely taking a toll on his paper business, which I think is an amazing full circle because William um, Randolph Hearst yes. uh, was one of the reasons cannabis uh, got such a bad rap. And that's a great story. That's a good circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I told him when he came in, I said, you really got to read about William Randolph Hearst because you, you're just going to, you're, you're just, you're going to think it's the greatest thing that you're coming into this industry. It's a sign. Um, and <laughs> yeah. And then my other partner is, uh, is, is um, a sweat equity partner and he is, you know, years and years and years of championing the plant and knowing botany and genetics and smart as hell and I just I feel so lucky and both and and everybody just loves the plant for all of its its glory and its, <laughs> and its health and wellness and great both of them are great business guys and we just did a strategy summit this last weekend and I couldn't be more happy so 2020 will be a GMP a, a good manufacturing um, processing facility that um, hopefully will be all FDA compliant so that everybody feels super comfortable. We'll be extracting distillate and isolate and working with our terpenes and our flavonoids. And we're also setting up an outdoor grow um, with 2021 uh, greenhouses 
um, and we'll continue to do my products, and we've got another um, line that we're hoping to launch. Wow, um, you are that, so busy. But it's also that <laughs> it, it is the idea of keeping this as a as sort of a cottage industry because mm-hmm. it's a plant. It needs care. It needs love. You want to be making sure you're getting the good products to the people, and we know it's going to get big. We know it's going to be big business, but more. And I say this all the time: we never get to be part of something new ever. So the women who are coming into this industry, the women who are stepping up, women like me and Amy, who may have been in and out of the work world, take our specific skills and we're applying it to cannabis. I think this is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it takes, I mean, you, you, what you guys are doing are just as important what I'm doing. We have to have voices. We have to talk about it. We have to make it normal. And we have to understand that I, I believe that come, you know, 2030, it's going to replace alcohol, not entirely. I mean, there's great liquor out there or whatever, but um, it's going to be a healthy alternative that's going to be normal. If CBD will be in most of our products, um, hopefully, maybe, maybe we'll even replace corn syrup with something so natural and so rebuilding to rejuvenate cells in our body that we've damaged with processed foods by introducing so, CBD so into our diet uh. and other cannabinoids. Yeah, I mean, it could be... If, if we're allowed to do what we're doing and the food industry and the pharma industry doesn't destroy it before we get there. Well, we're going to keep fighting. We don't. We're going to keep fighting. Yeah. So anyway, so it's yeah. our, 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 our time is actually almost over, but I always have Aww, two. I have two. Sad I, always have, I know. I always have. <laughs> I like to end the show. That we're going to have like a new segment with Amy. But oh, no. I, yes, we are. <laughs> not, not today. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I was at an event a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to uh, credit my friend Asia Atwood. At the end of the panel, she asked all the panelists their favorite way to consume. So that <laughs> has been my sort of sign off for my guests. What is your favorite way to consume, Jenny? I love that. That's awesome. So I'm I'm an edibles uh, gal. I uh, my favorite way is to eat it. I believe that we ate it for thousands of years, and I like to um, I like to do what's called an entourage effect, where I do one part CBD, one part THC, mm. so that I retrain my receptors in my brain, and I work with healing my and rejuvenating my my tissue and and my cells in my body. So I like to put it in. Um, Oh, uh, sometimes I put it in tea before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. That's a great I idea. make a protein peanut butter ball that's the most badass uh, <laughs> health uh, treat that you can that can take. So that's that's my preference. Let's make that. Okay, I we gotta, should do that. I've had sort of like a I haven't had a great experience with edibles, so I think I need to go back and try it. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. All right, this is my new yeah. cook. <laughs> um, well, you're, you're, you're my you're my role model. I'm excited. I'm going to yes. try it. And then, do you want to ask an etiquette question or no? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> we're, we're we're going to have a, a, Silly. a, a cannabis etiquette question, but we'll stop. The, que- <laughs> the question was. I do, uh, I, I do want to say real quickly yes. that you know with with the holidays uh, upon us and on us um, that one time I was on a panel. And uh, an older gentleman, um, maybe between 60 and 70, said that when his daughter comes home for Thanksgiving, they no longer, he he has an accounting firm and he's uh, specializing in cannabis uh, accounting now. And that's why he was on the panel. Um, But he said when his daughter comes home for the holidays, they don't toast wine, they toast edibles. Oh, I love that. That's there. I thought raise that was a brownie. Really tra- raise your cookie. It's the transition. Well, I have, <laughs> I, I have my I have my higher etiquette book with me. Lizzie Post, Emily Post's granddaughter, I think. Wow. Wrote this yeah. book about higher etiquette, which I've kept on my dining room table, but I brought it in today. 
Yeah, I've oh. seen that before. That's amazing. It's awesome. That's great. Well, I can't, you know, you guys are, are doing great work, and I can't thank you enough for all your enthusiasm. Oh. Well, the thank industry. you. I'm, I'm proud to be be alongside you. Yeah, oh, well, thanks gonna... so much. It was so nice talking to you and hearing your story, and, yeah, you're inspiring. Thank you. All right. Thank so you. Another, you guys. An, another fast Cannamom show. So for my amazing guest in Brooklyn, New York, Jenny Argy of mm-hmm. Jenny's Baked at Home. You can look her up. You can find her products. Check them out. I want to thank my special co-host, or my my. You're going to be my regular co-host from now on, right? That's right. All right, my co-host. Looking forward to it. My co-host and Canada sister, Amy Searles. I want to thank um, the podcast garage here in Austin, Massachusetts. My director, Dan French. The um, Canamom theme music was uh, written and uh, performed by Josh Lampkin. <laughs> That's my son. And <laughs> I want to thank you. For taking the time to listen to the Cannamom Show. We are changing the expectations of caregiving and crushing that cannabis stigma, one story at a time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humiston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.